Welcome to episode 193 of the TDR Now podcast. Uh, it has a title, Shanghai Disneyland Reopens. <laughs> Welcome, and um, we are uh, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia. If you haven't heard us before, uh, this includes Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, and any other theme parks uh, in between. And we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplore.com on Twitter and on Instagram at tdrexplore.com. Explore on YouTube. There's so many great videos that Chris does under TDR Explorer and on Facebook.com slash TDR Explorer, among many other places. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under uh, at Dream Sweets Love. Not tweeting or posting a lot because we're there's kind of not a lot to do because <laughs> we're stuck inside. But um, with me, as always, is the amazing Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Are you in Shanghai right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not in Shanghai. What are you, the Twitter really? comments? Are you sure? Are you, are you sure you're not there? Are you the Twitter comments right now? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> it was all me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, you know what? I, I wouldn't doubt that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm one of your other hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I am the one who is not in Shanghai Disneyland, but I am reporting about it because uh, Shanghai is reopened. Yay! Yay! So that's amazing. And yeah, we have a lot to talk about, about Shanghai Disneyland, because there's a lot. This is pretty much what I think the other Disney parks are going to look like and other theme parks are going to look like going forward when things start reopening, whenever that is. All eyes are on Shanghai right now. It really is. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about all the stuff that we saw at Shanghai Disneyland. But before we get to that, I want to remind everyone about our Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and pledge a certain amount depending on how much you pledge you get a specific bonus or bonus item or perk that's the word you get a perk <laughs> one of our most popular ones is the two dollar level which is cheaper than a latte much cheaper than a latte and you get access to our episodes 24 hours in advance before everybody else so if you want to support us head on over to patreon.com slash tdr now and make that pledge and you Help keep the show going. So thank you to everyone who is already supporting us on Patreon. You guys are fantastic. We love you. Thank you so much. You do keep the show going, and we really do appreciate it, especially during these trying times. Because it's crazy. Let's just admit it. Like, it's crazy. This is, it's so insane. And you know what's even more insane? What? How Shanghai Disneyland is working. <laughs> this is my, like, poor attempt at a segue. 
you know I was traumatized by Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> oh my goodness. If, if Shanghai Disneyland was like this when we went, it would be like a heaven. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's clean. There's not body-to-body -body contact. There's supposedly... I mean, you can't because of the spaces in between. There's nobody cutting in line. I don't even care that there's no fireworks show or indoor shows. Although the indoor shows were really good. That was one of the highlights. Um, and, the, and the outdoor rock climbing, too. But, uh, wow. Oh, man, this is the Shanghai Disneyland I want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way it's working, man... It's very different, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's watching Shanghai right now, of course. Uh, this is the first Disney park to reopen after this whole COVID-19 pandemic, which is not over um, no. not by a long no. shot, but we're not going to get deep into that. That's a whole other, whole other thing. Shanghai, well, Shanghai and Hong Kong Disneyland, they both close on the same day or like, no, a, a day apart, something like that. So they've been closed much longer than Japan and the U.S. parks and Paris. They've had a lot of time to prepare for this and plan and start working that plan. Uh, yeah, it looks like this is what the foreseeable future is going to be like for our theme park experiences, which is good, but also scary at the same time, because none of us have ever experienced this in our lifetime. I mean, it's it's so weird because and and of course today was the first day and yeah. I you you know that it's like a a P, basically PR. I'm sure the people that were invited were pretty much kind of vetted for they're going to behave and everything, right? For the cameras to make like the perfect opening day, right? Because you've been to Shanghai Disneyland and you, you know what it can be like. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting because a lot of the things I can see, like coming over, like this, like the separation in the line, it's not a huge separation, so it kind of makes sense. Um, like the, the, the thing is, it relies very, very heavily on a very, very limited number of guests, which for the other parks around the world, I wonder if they can operate at that limited capacity. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For the U.S. parks, it's about that profit, right? Right. And and TDR too. Yeah. Definitely. Shanghai, if, um, I guess, like, we don't know the official numbers for how many tickets they sold. Of course, I'm not going to release that information, but I think it's something like 24,000 is what they want to work up to mm -hmm. for the amount of people. But Shanghai Disneyland can hold 77,000 or some number like that. I should have checked, but I forgot to. Obviously, we don't know what the first day looks like right now in terms of like how many people were actually in the park. But they it looked very... It looked very empty. It did. It was very empty. Um, very empty. Because think about it. Like, look at the attract... Like, not just from the pictures that show empty space, because you can kind of, like, play around with that to make things look emptier than they are. Mm -hmm. But, like, think about just the attraction loading time. If you're leaving spaces in between and you have walk-on times for all the most popular attractions, then it's empty. Like, even soaring, you, the soaring time was... Like, I think 20 minutes in the River Rapids was 20 minutes. Soaring has that opening show, which makes a minimum wait time 
at like maybe 15 minutes, right? If you're loading people fast. So with the spaces in between, it was, everything was a walk-on. Yeah. And for the shows, there was almost nobody for the shows. The parade, it looked a little bit more full on the sides, but that's because it was a, a very limited area too that the parade was running through. But there had to be very, very few people today. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 10,000 people, if that. Mm-hmm. Probably well under half of what, you know, what they're working towards, which I understand because... Well, it makes sense. Yeah. No one has done this before. We have uh-huh. no idea how this is going to work and what's going to work, what's not going to work. So I understand them being very careful about this. Like, it, it makes sense. Like, you don't yeah. want to... You don't want to um, overwhelm your cast members and things like that. So I get it. It's from a business standpoint, it makes sense. I mean, from an operation standpoint, because the park operations at Shanghai are usually a mess. So they did a really, really great job today. I think so. From what I what we've seen, mm-hmm. it, they look like they did a really good job. So I guess just to clarify, I guess you know we, we didn't say this at the beginning. One of our explorers. Uh, she's our person on the ground in shanghai so she was the one feeding all this these photos and videos uh to us so i wasn't in shanghai can't travel there there's a travel ban can't leave i'm in japan you're in japan patricia we can't leave we wouldn't want to do international travel right now anyway to anywhere not you know to any country i would not I, i don't i'm not even traveling within like I'm not traveling by train even right now, so to other stations. So we would not be going overseas at, at this time during a global pandemic. No, I like I thought about that and I thought like if I could have traveled, like you know, let's say China didn't have a ban and I was able to get a flight, would I still go? And my thought is no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just mm. It was stressful enough, me flying from the U.S. to Japan during all this. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know what? I like, and, and that was out of necessity. I had to do it. Right. And it was stressful. And so the thought of doing it for leisure, or, you know, you can argue it's business, you know, but I wouldn't have done it. So long story short, we weren't there. There's someone that lives there. Who has been can we in- give um can we give her like a shout out like does she have a username or something that we can or like a nickname uh her well she goes by poppy and she is on instagram i'm just gonna get her instagram account because i can never remember these things it is i don't know how to say this it's d-i-s-c-h-a-p-o-p-p-y poppy. thank you so much poppy yeah so so thank you for sharing this with the world it's a very interesting time we're in right now it really is with um (laughs) like really everything that's going on like what Mm -hmm. oh my goodness so we can talk about how it kind of works with shanghai disneyland i guess start off with like getting into the park like how do you actually get there I think this is so, so interesting because of um, the different requirements that they have mm-hmm. in order to just like enter. So, um, of course, tickets are limited and one day tickets have been sold out for the first week right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and annual pass holders for Shanghai Disneyland have to make a reservation. 
to go. And I heard from multiple people that have annual passes, they're only allowed to go once a week. Wow. So it's not once a day, it's once a week. So they're really limiting um, people right now. And who who knows how long this is going to last? Like they, they could just do this for a couple of weeks and then it could be every day. Like I, we don't know, honestly. Shanghai Disneyland probably doesn't even know themselves. It's probably something they're deciding on a weekly basis, to be well, quite honest. A, this is the first time that this that they that it, i mean that like a major like a theme park that has this many people in attendance is kind of like going through this right so it it's got to be trial and error i i mean i i i don't envy them because it's 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 tough it's t- it's like a lot of tough judgment calls Unlike how many people like that, like the annual pass thing, like what are the requirements? Because I know they require like a like a like a recent clean bill of health and like a, a lot of other things. So it's like it's really kind of fascinating, too. Yeah, just it's so interesting just to see how this is all working. So uh, the thing you bring up about the health. So in, in China, um, well, I guess Shanghai specifically, there's this thing called the Shanghai Health QR code. Mm hmm. So you have to to prove that you have a clean bill of health, meaning you tested negative recently for COVID-19. You get tested and then it's associated with like this QR code that's attached to your smartphone. And this is being used throughout Shanghai. I don't know about other places in mainland China, but Shanghai for sure. Um, places will scan your QR code to prove that you're you're okay, like you don't have the you know COVID nineteen. So Shanghai Disneyland is requiring that as well, that you have to have a basically a clean bill of health before they'll let you into the park. What is the time window for that? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I looked it up. I didn't find anything, so I'm not sure how that works exactly. Which brings up the other question, because I know a lot of people are going to be asking, especially because a lot of our fellow explorers don't live in mainland China. Like, what does that mean for tourists? Well, right now, nothing, because we can't travel there anyway. Um, even, even if you have a valid travel visa to go to China, mainland China, you can't. They're not going to let you in. Um, even I have friends who live, uh, or sorry, friends who are supposed to be living in mainland China because they have a valid like work visa or whatever, but they can't go back right now because China is not allowing anybody who is not a Chinese national back into the country, even if you have a valid work visa or anything like that. It's almost like, don't worry about this QR code thing because it's not going to apply to 99% of us right now. <laughs> right. Because we can't even get into the country. So I guess we can worry about that, how it may work if they lift this travel ban. But my guess is if they lift a travel ban, that means things are, you know, quote unquote, safe enough that the QR code probably isn't needed anymore. Because how are you going to do that with tourists? Like, that's just a lot of overhead. Right. Which and I don't, I, think I don't see that happen. happening anytime no. soon. So yeah, anyway, that's just to get into Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> Once you get in there, the park isn't fully opened either. But even before you get in, they're taking your temperature. Yes. they Yeah, there's like a screening tent thing where they, you know, kind of like um, at, at airports, a lot of airports, you walk through like this little gate and it, there's cameras that take your temperature. So same idea. 
Not sure what they do if they find you have a fever. I guess someone probably approaches you and tell you tells you, no, you can't be here. <laughs> you can't go in, yeah. So it's a lot of work just to get into the park. It is. I um, mean, it's if you have all your ducks in a row, it's yeah. maybe smooth. It's smooth, right? Yeah, like um, the friends that went, everyone's fine. It just took a little bit longer to get into the park. Whatever, it worked. There's a lot of attractions that aren't open, mainly things that are all indoors where you're with people indoors for a long period of time. So that mainly means shows, meet and greet, like the meet and greet facilities, like the Marvel Universe, um, Frozen, the sing-along celebration that's not opened. And they're not doing the fireworks show, of course, because that brings people together, right? And in very it's close proximity chaos yeah <laughs> that fireworks show is very popular <laughs> very stressful too on the best of times <laughs> uh the the captain jack stunt spectacular is closed mickey's storybook express is not running except they kind of do a shortened version of it where the parade comes from Fantasyland through tomorrowland towards mickey avenue and then it pieces out after that because <laughs> usually it does like the like shanghai disneyland has the longest parade route at any disney it park does. yeah so they kind of piece out halfway through because after mickey avenue which is like the front of the park it keeps going past adventure like the adventure area back into fantasy land so it kind of does like a, a a horseshoe like like a big u that's what it does but this time it kind of does like a hook and then just like exits. Like that's the one thing that I think they would benefit from making the route a little bit longer. Because the only photo I saw where people looked pretty crowded close together was during the parade. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. People were very, well, I guess like how do you control that? It's very tough because the damn thing is moving, right? <laughs> Exactly. Like the only thing you could do is if you make the route longer, then people will spread out more, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Again, like they're testing this stuff. They may change it. Yeah. This is like the first time. So. And then the big thing that a lot of people are wondering is like, how is the, so the social distancing? I don't like that phrase at all. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of that phrase. <laughs> well, I mean, even regardless of whether we're sick of it or not, I don't consider what they're doing so much social distancing because the people are not that separated i feel it's more attendance limiting they're limiting the amount of people allowed into the park which helps drastically and then they're making up one like a small space in between them right because that's the most you can do a theme park by its very nature, is people on top of people. And I think they actually did a pretty good job of spacing people out. It's not super spread out like it probably should be, like if we want to be at the most safe, but they did fairly well, I thought. Yeah, like I agree with you 100% about um, it's just a form of how they can justify limiting the number of people in the park. I think that's a you know, good way of doing it. <laughs> I saw um, one one thing. So, like how the how the stickers work on the ground, like the signs on the ground. Apparently, based off of research, it was better to tell people where not to stand instead of oh. where to stand. So, on the ground, the stickers, it, you know, shows it shows footprints, but then has a big like X through it. 
So I guess people respond to that better. Like this is where you're not supposed to stand. So you stand wherever else, which, okay, that makes sense, right? Like you don't have to think about it. You just look at it like, okay, I don't stand there. Great. Um, yeah. <laughs> the one thing That's I, so interesting. I, the one thing I did notice though, was people took that very literally. So they would stand like on the very, very outer edge of where the sticker yeah. is not touching because it's like, uh-huh. well, technically I'm not in this. I'm not standing on it, so it's fine. <laughs> so and, and in that park, people are used to standing like literally body to body. Yeah. So it's I was impressed at that they followed the do not stand on the side. And I can see why, you know, they would be at the very edge because they're like, okay, when can I move up? <laughs> you know, I thought I, I was I thought that, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. So again, that goes back to the whole they're testing this stuff because you don't know how people are going to react to this in the real world. You just don't. So, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> so back to the attractions, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Tron are the two big ones, the big attractions at Shanghai Disneyland. And they have, they have these markers on the ground showing you where not to stand. And then even on the rails, they have like yellow tape. Um, this was more in Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't see it in Tron. Tron just had the stickers on the floor. But Pirates of the Caribbean had tape on the rails as well, showing you like visually where you're not supposed to be. Um, and then once you got to the attraction, they were spacing everyone one, like they were keeping one row empty between everyone, which, you know, is good, I guess. I didn't notice anybody or cast members wiping the attraction, like the attraction down between loading. But I guess from an operational standpoint, that would be really tough because as we know, a lot of attractions, they have to keep moving. So if everything keeps stopping for long periods of time, the whole attraction is going to keep stopping. So I don't know how they, like how you would continuously disinfect everything without having the attraction having to stop midway all the time. Maybe they could like spray it when it's going through the little tunnel to come back out. <laughs> like standing on the edge with like a you yeah, know, with a like the little bottle, like I don't know. Again, this goes back to their testing. This is really hard to implement in the real world. So I saw a lot of people on Twitter criticizing stuff based off a video, and you know me, I'm not the type of person to start arguments on on the internet what were they criticizing because i'm pretty critical and i thought they did a really good job today it's just like nitpicking every little thing right just like that's what the internet does that's what people on the internet do and I'm just, <laughs> i didn't want to have anything to do with them like whatever nothing is going to be perfect the real world is not perfect it's just it not pretty good to me i mean i saw one one person nitpicking that there was one guy with his foot outside of the square i'm like have you been to Shanghai Disneyland? This is like a miracle. Everybody <laughs> is following the rules. It's like a perfect day. <laughs> One guy has his foot outside. Who cares? You know? I thought it went pretty damn... From the photos and the video that people shared, I thought it went pretty perfectly. Yeah, it looks like it went really well. As well as it could go, I thought it went even better. You know, it went It went really... I thought it went perfectly, personally. Yeah, from what it looked like, it looked like it went really well. Yeah, so uh, talking about that square, 
so for a lot for the outdoor shows so there's like the the tai chi with chip and dale and the golden fairy tale fanfare whatever it's called those are outdoor shows so what they're doing is they're they have yellow squares with tape on the ground and you have to stand within within that so that's with your with your group and i know a lot of people were complaining on the internet <laughs> about well why are they crowding all these people into like little squares I'm like well these are parties of people who are you know they're either you know friends or family or whatever and like these are people that have the, these qr codes so they're supposed to be fine so it's not one square per person it's one square per group because okay, you're, yeah. you're so you're kind of assuming that these people that are together are fine because they, you know, they live together or whatever, right? But that's making the assumption that they live together. So I, I, I guess I kind of understand that. Yeah. But like for that kind of like, how do you police that? You can't. It's just impossible to do, right? Maybe they could. Well, you could. You could like say, okay, you have this many people on a party. This many people are allowed to stand in the square. Like you limit it to like two or something like that. I mean, how many people were they letting in the square? Not that many, I imagine. I didn't see like... No, I saw the, the pictures three. that I saw was two. Okay, so three. Like you know, three with like a small child. Like they're they're not okay, very big fine. squares. They're not very yeah. big. Like I said, it's a theme park. There's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. Only so much. But overall, though, it looked like Shanghai is on the right track. Things are going to change as we go along, and as they increase capacity, we're going to see whatever they did today is going to be different next week. I almost guarantee it. I want to see when they let those Beijing bikini guys in, what happens. <laughs> Beijing bikini. Oh my God. Isn't China banning that? I heard they were. <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know what the Beijing bikini is, is where it's usually middle-aged men, isn't it? I saw some young guys doing it when we went. Okay, well, <laughs> males, whatever. Because in the summer, it's very hot and humid. You know, Asia is very hot and humid. Um, what you do is you pull your shirt up, up to your chest yes um, and then you like fold in your shirt so it looks like you're wearing a bikini because that's how you keep cools and your belly is hanging out right so it's usually middle-aged men and once you get to a certain age you just don't care how your body looks right <laughs> which is fine there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> it's, you know he's just this guy with his stomach hanging out and it's <laughs> it's just like the weirdest thing to see and it's hilarious and yeah um, so apparently that that's being banned from Beijing, the Beijing bikini. <laughs> that <laughs> oh was my. one of the most memorable things of our, like out of the many memorable things, that was one of the more memorable things. I'm like, I was telling my husband, you got to try it. It's the trend. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see your husband do that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see him do it either. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, overall though, <laughs> besides the Beijing bikini, uh, Shanghai seems to be doing a really good job. Um, of course, this is with a very limited capacity, as you mentioned before. So we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out and see what becomes implemented in the next, you know, the next parks that open. Of course, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Hong Kong. Hong Kong will be the next one to open. It, it would have to be, yeah. And then after that, who knows? Maybe, maybe here in Japan, we don't know. Or, or 
Or Paris, maybe. Yeah. I The U.S. parks, I honestly, I think they're going to be the last to open. I, I, you know what? It's so crazy there right now. Watch it open before. It's going to open for everything. It's going to open next week for all we know. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Like, okay, from a logical standpoint, the U.S. should probably be the last ones to open. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I'm, I'm American, full disclaimer, so I can say this. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm Canadian, so I have to be very careful of what I say. You know what? You can have your opinion too, Chris. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This was such a fun episode. <laughs> it kind of was. You know, it's it's um we have so much bad news on the news that it was so nice to see something positive. And you know, um, regardless on, on how you feel, if you're nervous about parks opening or what, what kind of results are going to be, it, 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 it kind of, it's, it's something joyful to see people enjoying themselves in, in, in uh, the safest way that you can do something like this. I, I mean, I don't know if there's something that they, that they could have improved on. To, to me, like, this is kind of like, the, for the theme park, the best you can do. And it was so nice to see people enjoying themselves at the park is such a joyful thing so yeah i i i think yeah and and that made this episode so fun to see other people with especially after so many months of of bad news you know Mm -hmm. it was just it was this sense of i don't want to say normalist no no, normalcy nor i cannot say that word things no, being but... going back to normal it's it was, wasn't that because i don't it's think not... we're, we're not going to get back to a, a sense of no, normalcy i cannot say that word oh my goodness uh, but the but the potential is there you yeah. know the, the, the 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 there's a light at the end of this long dark tunnel <laughs> you yeah, know what like, i mean we're we're getting a sense of what our new normal is going to be i know some people do not like that term but like i don't have any other way to describe it because no, i know yeah. the world has gone through this very traumatic thing and once you go through something traumatic everything changes like it's just that's just how it is like we don't have any control over this it's just what it is yeah um, and you know as someone who's gone through some very traumatic things in the last year and a half i kind of I get it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it sucks. It really does. And I get it. It really does suck. It really does. But we're going to get through this and, you know, that's what we're here for. We're supporting each other and we're going to have fun along the way because that's what life is all about, right? We're going to enjoy it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. So before we go, we have to thank some wonderful, wonderful explorers who are supporting us on patreon and remember if you want to support us on patreon you can head on over to patreon.com slash tdr now and help keep the show going because we do have the bills to pay and we have to pay our (laughs) wonderful editor that puts these shows together for us keep the show going so big thank you to acro disney girl amanda c amy b amy c mama explorer happy mother's day everyone by the way to all you mothers out there. A uh, big thank you to Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, and Baker. And thank you always, Jamie, Jose, Kathy. Thank you to Lee and Marie H. Thank you, Michael, Murray, Sophie, and Spoopy. Thank you, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, 
Amy and Andy and Eli. And remember, you can support us up on Patreon at TDR or at patreon.com slash TDR now. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. If you have any questions or suggestions, send them to us. Contact at tdrexplorer.com. You can find us all over the internet. My voice just cracked there. <laughs> at tdrexplorer.com on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I'm the one that is not at Shanghai Disneyland. That was another explorer. Wonderful Poppy. <laughs> that was, she was giving us all this wonderful content. It was not me. I did not travel to Shanghai. I want that very clear. And joining as always is the wonderful, wonderful Patricia. Yeah, I'm the one thinking, I kind of wish I was at Shanghai Disneyland on a day like today. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you so, so much for listening and keep exploring virtually. <laughs> people like uh, Chris and Poppy. <laughs> All right, Boris, until next time. <laughs>